All right, today on the podcast, we are talking with Emily Heller. You might know her as Run Like Heller. Um, she's a shoe reviewer and a super fun person. So Emily, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been listening on my long runs a little bit here and there. So I'm excited to hopefully help somebody on their 18 miler one day. <laughs> they can listen yeah, to this podcast. I'm excited, yeah. yeah. And you get to see our face meet face to face. So that's good. Yes. No, I have seen your face meet face to face before. This sounds so yeah, wrong. That's but, true. But, uh, you know, it's nice to see it virtually. And I'll be seeing it tomorrow as well, right? And over the weekend. So, yeah. yeah that's so crazy. We see you in real life tomorrow. Very fun. Wow. Oh, you, you're living. I, why do I want to think you live in Florida? Because you live in New York. And I'm always like, yeah, you're going to come up north. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not a Floridian, but I am a Long Islander. So yeah, I'm going to take the train up tomorrow and uh, meet you guys in the city. All right. What part of Long Island are we talking about? A part that nobody would ever know or care about. It's called Comac, and it's like in the center I, of Long Island. Everybody's heard of Comac. I have, oh, I yeah. Have. <laughs> Good old Comac. There's so much going on here. Um, I mean, you no, go but, there for the, the denim outlet. The denim outlet? Yeah, they got a denim outlet up there. You can get jeans for very cheap. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't get it. <laughs> it's got a flea market. Yeah, I'm. Oh, well, I'm sure there's one here somewhere. But yeah, there's an old navy. If you want a denim outlet, they there you go. Now you have. Now that. you're talking. New Target. We got all that stuff. Back to school sales. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's a very basic suburb on Long Island, and it's in Suffolk County. So um, a little further. How far east. is it from Dix Hills and? Huntington. Yeah. Wow. Dix Hills and Huntington, like 20 minutes. Who do you know in Dix Hills and Huntington? I cannot disclose that information. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very close. Um, So did you grow up there or where are you from originally? Yeah, I grew up here um, and I work full time in, in the city. Well, I used to. I work from home now, but Um, I always thought like maybe I'd move to the city at some point, but I think I just really like having like grass (laughs) and a yard and like I like driving my car around. So I did stay here. Um, I was born and raised on Long Island. So where did did you go to summer camp? Oh, my God. I hated summer camp. (laughs) Where did you go, though? I went to two, three summer camps. Okay. So first I went to one called Hidden Pond and we had to do like archery. They were throwing us in the pool at like 8 a.m. And if you didn't go in the 8 a.m. pool time, then you couldn't do free swim in the afternoon. And I never did the 8 a.m. pool time. So I had to sit there like the little bad kid that I was and watch everyone have free swim. And I never got to do it. Then I went to another one called Sports Plus, which was equally terrible. And then finally, I went to a basketball camp because I played basketball through like sophomore year of high school. And um, that was actually fun. We got pizza for lunch. So every that was day. Like, yeah, every day. But it was Jeez. only, for a, week. It was only uh, for a week. Yeah. So like, see, that's the difference between kids, though, is like if I said, hey, pizza for a week, I'd be like, uh, can we switch that up as a kid? You're like, no, man. Every meal. Yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's some nuggies. Thinking. well i think they got it from like some pizzeria in the area so they could have switched that up given us some like mcdonald's maybe some chicken nuggets some fries white castle i've never had white castle ever yeah but it's in long island they don't have it down here there's one three minutes i could walk there right now 
It's very thin. And you've never been? You never want no. a little slider or something? I mean, I'm no. with you. I'm not into fast food, but I feel like you're right there. Well, and I am cool. a fat. I'm a recovering fast food girly. <laughs> I do okay. love fast food, but I've been kind of trying to cut back a little bit, but I have never had White Castle. I was more of like a McDonald's, Wendy's kind of girl. But why? Like, is there a reason you're like, F White Castle? Well, yeah. So like, first of all, Harold it's and in Kumar. Like, yeah, it's like sketchy. I don't know. It's like, okay. a, it's a sketchy vibe over there. And also to go in the drive through, there's like a crane that drops your food. <laughs> It's like it's the weirdest thing, and I just like see that all sounds good to me. (laughs) Yeah, you're like I don't want any contact with any people. (laughs) Like you put the money in the slot, and then they take the money and they take the crane and give the person who works there the money. Then they put the food in the little thing, and it drops back over to you. It's like a bank teller, like those little where they shoot the checks in the tubes. But I love that. Like they're. They're going to McDonald's that don't have anybody working there. Yeah, like robots. Yeah, and I'm all for that. That's a thing? I think like uh, in Europe or or Japan or something, they have that. It's coming. Yeah. Well, I guess White Castle is just, they're futuristic. They're I mean, I could talk like this all day, but I feel like I should tell people a little bit about my experience with Emily Heller. No. So yeah, I want to I want to say right, that I want to give an origin. So I didn't know uh, much about you, but I started seeing you pop up on YouTube, and I don't know if you consider yourself mostly YouTube or where, where you consider your your place. Yeah, but yeah. It, I, I'm going through YouTube, and it's male dominated. Like it is dudes talking about running shoes, and that's it. And it has been for years. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, boom. There's this Emily Heller, and you're like, hey, it's a woman who's into shoes and gear. This mm-hmm. is cool. So at that time, it was pretty much like it was maybe, I mean, Ginger Runner's like Godfather, but you yeah. had Jameson Runs, you had Kafuzi, uh, mm-hmm. and you were it, it, besides us here. So, yeah. and that, it was like a small little like group of people doing it now we have some europeans and other people jumping in and it's getting you know there's a lot of people doing it now but in in the beginning you were one of the only female gearheads and uh you i want i'm curious because the audience on youtube seems very male like we're heavy male on youtube and it's gotten better but it's still it's still like 90 10 yeah on youtube It's so interesting, too, because I noticed in my analytics that most of the people who watch my channel are still men. I don't know why that is, but uh, maybe just more men consume YouTube videos. But yeah, I when I first got into running gear, I think I had been looking for a new pair of running shoes. I think I had been wearing like the A6 GT. Oh, God, I don't know, 1000, 2000 for like years. And I just never knew anything different. I kind of wanted to branch out and... I came across uh, the Ginger Runners like original Clifton review on YouTube and it kind of just like hooked me and I didn't know any kind of shoes like that existed and I, I did research after that and I became totally obsessed with running shoes and running gear and the whole culture behind that. Um, and at the time I had just been watching Ginger Runner and Jameson and I believe I was reading the Believe in the Run website at the time 
Um, so I was interested in getting into this sort of industry, I guess you could call it, or niche, uh, but I didn't really know how to do it. I had some experience with video and editing because I went to school for journalism. Um, and I was definitely nervous to start and it took me years to actually hit publish because I was a woman in a male dominated space. And I was thinking like, well, I'm not super fast. I'm not elite. I'm not sub elite. Am I even close to sub elite? And I'm a woman, like what's going to make people like want to watch my channel when they have all these like fast guys who are already doing this. Um, so that took a lot to kind of get over. <laughs> and when I finally did, there was still some imposter syndrome in the beginning for sure. And there still is today. Uh, but I'm glad I did because I hope that maybe it gives some women the opportunity to feel like maybe they have somebody who's a little more relatable to them. Um, so that's why I decided to do it in the end. Yeah. What made you hit that publish button? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's such a good question. I don't know. I had like gone through a lot of stuff the year before that in my life. And I felt like after having gone through stuff like that, I felt more confident. And I was like, you know what? Like, who cares if nobody Screw watches it? it. <laughs> like, who cares? Like if nobody watches it, big deal. Like my coworkers will like be like, what's this? And like kind of goof on me and, you know, whatever. What's the worst that can happen? And I just stuck with it and it was a little bit kind of like embarrassing in the beginning when you only have like, you know, five subscribers <laughs> and you're publishing all this stuff and everyone's kind of like, what is she doing? But when it started to get traction, they were like, now they're now the tune is different. They're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, what are you doing? Uh -huh. You know, like, isn't it uh, funny how that happens? I, yeah. I've gotten you remind me of that because I've gotten far enough away from it, but I used to like i felt like i had to win people over for sure and the more the more that they knew me mm -hmm. the more that they dismiss you like it's it's random strangers that will be like oh this is cool yeah. uh, i really liked your video on this like friends people yeah. you run with people like that they're like mm -hmm, what are you doing why why are you wasting your time doing this and you're like i'm you're making me feel bad but you can't <laughs> tell them that <laughs> um, I would say like my main core group of friends were super supportive and and my wife is super supportive so that's great but yeah like my family members i mean they don't really understand youtube to begin with you know so they're like what are you doing and my coworkers were kind of like what are you doing like you're a news producer like you don't do this other thing on the side um but now it's definitely different they take it more serious well, i'm curious about so because you obviously have similar demographics on YouTube as us. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is, I really do. Like, we're starting to find more and more women are coming and asking shoe questions and getting there. Why, why, like, the right shoe makes such a difference in how you enjoy the sport and how you mm -hmm. enjoy your daily runs. Why do you think women would obsess over other things, like, in their life? But when it comes to something like, like I'm guessing sports bras, I've got to uh -huh. be like, like you've got to obsess over that because you got to find the right fit and the right everything yeah. like that. It's very subjective and very individual. It, but the fact that shoes like, and we'll go and we'll and I see, I look at everybody's feet. I'm sure you do too. But yeah. like <laughs> you just see somebody wearing a, a basic shoe and you're like, you, you could be having so much more fun. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. We see that. So, um, 
obviously I have his channel and my best friend works at a running store. So she's selling shoes all day long. And if we see somebody running with like a really old, like whatever brand it is, just a shoe that we know there's so there's like about three versions out already. Like since this shoe, we just look and we're like, what are you doing? Like you could or DFW. Get yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're wearing the box Nike that you don't even know the name. Like we study shoes and I don't even know the name of some of the DSW oh. running shoes. Yeah. Like, I don't know any of the like really basic shoes like that, but yeah, it's so interesting. Like I've seen over the course of having the channel, I've definitely seen more women commenting and like wanting to experiment with like the cooler in air quotes shoes and like the newer shoes and the new technology in running shoes. But I got to say, like when I first started, it was really just men um, commenting and stuff. And I don't really know why that is. Maybe women just didn't feel I don't want to speak for all women, but maybe we just didn't feel like we had somebody or had a reason to look into that kind of technology because we didn't feel represented. I, you know, it's something that I do ponder a lot as I try to kind of get more females to follow the channel and be interested in running content. It's kind of a confusing thing that I haven't really found the answer to yet. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's nuts. I also feel like like men are maybe a little bit more performance driven and a little bit more competitive in general. Again, speaking like very generalities here, like not for yeah. everyone, but like, and I know a ton of women who would love to go run a marathon with a group of friends for fun. Like hmm. you rarely see a group of guys get together and go run a marathon for fun. I'm sure it happens. Now, now well, as a matter of fact, I would say that's flip flop of you and me. Well, you yeah. are super competitive. We're the opposite. <laughs> and of I am like, I just want to run with my friends. <laughs> I mean, we do know. I mean, we talk to the shoe manufacturers, and a lot of times I say that women do not feel they're worthy to wear. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the carbon plated race day shoes, and I think there's something about this. I think that it might be the way we're socialized as kids. Guys are like, go for it, do the best, get the best, you're the best. Yeah. And so we're all like, I deserve a carbon plate, even yeah. though I'm running, you know, <laughs> eight minute miles for the, the marathon. Where as a woman who, who would be running seven minute flats is like, I don't, I shouldn't wear a vapor fly because, you know, that's, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely some truth to that. I mean, it's so funny, too, because I have gotten comments like that from women like, oh, do you think like my pace mm -hmm. warrants the super shoe? And to me, I'm a big believer. And I feel like this is not really a hot take, but something that is kind of a controversial opinion is like, I think no matter what your pace is, if you want to wear a super shoe, you go and you can wear that super shoe. It is completely up to you. If you run a 15 minute mile and you want to wear a super shoe, like have at it. Like, it's not just for super. As long as it feels good. Right, exactly. Like, you don't want to be breaking your foot. And in some cases, I am breaking my foot in a super shoe, so I don't, <laughs> I don't wear them all the time. But yeah, um, and I always say to them, like, yes, like, I, whatever the pace is, like, yeah, of course, if you want to, it feels comfortable, it feels good for you, whether you're running a 5K, a marathon, a 10K, whatever it is, like, you are just as worthy of running in one as an elite female and as an elite male, like whatever the case is, like every it's, you know, that's the beauty of running shoes. Like every, well, everything is different for everybody. It's funny. Cause when the Vaporfly first came out and it was mm -hmm. hard to get, like people yeah. were waiting in line at their computer to get it. I did wait. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was able to get them. And so yeah. at that time you showed up to a race and you had those on, 
You're mm-hmm. like, oh, you better be, you better be a rocket because yeah. everybody wants it. And you're, so I yeah. did have like a little bit of like that feeling of I'm not fast enough to be wearing this. And at the time I was running like 320 to 330 marathon. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I, I, I kind of wanted to hide my feet. And it took <laughs> me a while to get there. And, and I, cause I just liked running and they feel good. Yeah. And the thing is, if you, it is, I do feel there's benefits beyond just sub three hour marathons to wear a super shoe the the cushioning mm-hmm. and the way that it makes your legs feel towards the end of a race is so beneficial and i really do think it can help a lot of people yeah obviously if you're shuffling along if it's probably not doing anything better for you than a regular mm-hmm. any any regular running shoe that you would be comfortable but if you like it and you like the look and you like the feel and it makes you feel like you're ready for race day. And that's yeah. the main thing. I think if looking down at your feet and going, I want to go fast. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. I'm more of like a 4.15 to 4.30-ish marathoner. And I don't really choose to wear a super shoe in a marathon. But if I felt like I wanted to, I would. I don't care. And I see plenty of people around me who are. So that's you say true. that, but at the Brooklyn half, you, you threw down a decent little uh, half marathon there. Wasn't that a PR? Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't a PR, but it was one of my better ones in recent recent years. Yeah, I think it was like one. I like when we start saying recent years. Recent years. <laughs> I, like, I, I think the last time I PR'd was like 2019, so that feels kind of long ago. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned the 4% because I do have a little story about that. So when those first came out, I was working the overnight shift and I couldn't find them anywhere. They were all sold out online. So I actually messaged, I didn't have a YouTube channel at that time, but I think I might've messaged like Jeff Dengate because he said that he got them somewhere in the city (laughs) and he told me the store he got them at. So I worked an overnight shift. I got out at 7 a.m. and the store didn't open till 10 a.m. And I stayed there and waited for the store to open. And it was like cross town and I got two pairs like one for oh, me wow. and my friend yeah and it was like christmas it was like the best day ever it didn't matter that i had stayed up all night it was so see exciting. i'm surprised they let you buy two pairs yes like back then you could resell like those were going on stock x you get yeah. a pair of vaporfly four percent you could turn them around for 700 bucks on stock x i know yeah they they did let me buy two pairs maybe that was like a two pair limit kind of deal uh, for yeah. sure and you were nice enough to get one for a friend yeah, well, it had you know you gotta you gotta hook the the friends up too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So, how did you actually get into running? You mentioned your last PR was probably twenty nineteen. Like, when did you start running? Um, I started running in twenty twelve. So I hated physical activity. I was not interested in it. I was forced to play team sports throughout my entire like young life to high school and I had just had enough. Um, but my dad you say forced, hmm? like who was, who was forcing you? Mom and dad, I'm guessing. Yeah. It was like, you try out for this team and you try to make it. And if you don't, then you're not going to, well, not if you don't, but you have to try out or you're not like watching TV. Basically he wanted me to get out of the house and like move my body, <laughs> which I understand. So <laughs> I did all these sports. I didn't really like any of them. Um, so I had had enough in my like early college years in late high school. So my dad is a triathlete. He's done a bunch of 
Olympic distance, half Ironman, and he did an Ironman and all that stuff. So I had always been like, I don't understand why you want to do this. This is like torture. You're out there in the blazing sun for hours upon hours, just like doing whatever you're doing. And he's always gone exercising somewhere. And I just wasn't into it. But for some reason on my like 22nd birthday or something, I wanted a flat bar road bike. I think just to like ride around for fun. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I got this idea. So he was like, yeah, like I'll take you to my bike shop and we'll get one. He's like, you know what we should do? We should do like a triathlon relay. You can do the bike and I'll do, he'll do the swim. And then my friend will do um, the run. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll try it. So I ended up training for the bike portion of it, which I think for a sprint triathlon is like, I don't know, 10 miles or something like that. And my friend was doing the 5K and I, we had never run. So we just started running. We would run like a little bit and then stop. And I ended up training it with her and kind of fell in love with the running portion of it. And then I got into duathlons um, and then into triathlons. So I did triathlons for like two years, bunch of sprints and Olympics. I did a half Ironman, uh, yeah, half Ironman in New Hampshire. And then I realized I really don't enjoy swimming all that much. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I get that. Sucks. I do not like it. And I don't want to go in the blazing heat in my wetsuit and go into the water and swim for 45 minutes. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to the pool and do it. So... I decided. It goes right back to your camp days yeah. of having to get in the pool. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Swimming truck, swimming camp trauma or something, I yeah. guess that's what it is. You, did you even put that together that that's why yeah. you hate it? Like a therapy <laughs> session. Look what we're learning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just decided I wanted to transition into running, which is a shame because I have a beautiful triathlon bike that sits down. What's a flat bar bike? You said you it's wanted just a flat like a bar. regular it's like a regular basic bike instead of like on a road bike, you know, I don't know what the cool handlebars are called. They're not aero bars. They're like on a regular road bike. Like, I know what you're talking drop about. Downs. Yeah. Like the yeah. drop downs. The horns? Yeah. The horns. Yeah. Yeah. That, so you call that a, a flat? No, you? that's not it. That's not. That's like a traditional road bike. A flat bar is just like a regular, you know, like they're straight. Oh, like, like a stick? You just hold it like this. Okay. Yeah. A literal a flat hip, bar. Like a, like a, hip, a hipster bike. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could be making that term up. That's what he calls it. So that's what I'm calling it. I don't know. All but right. yeah, so I have this beautiful triathlon bike that sits downstairs and collects dust. But, you know, it's just a casualty of me transitioning into running. But that is how I got into running. And then I ran my first marathon in 2015. What was it? New York City. Oh, wow. Started off big. Yeah, I raised money for um, multiple myeloma, which was cancer my grandfather had. And um, it was a really cool experience. And it kind of hooked me on the whole thing because, I mean, it's New York. So, yeah. okay, <laughs> I, mean, I so far I've run New York two times. Uh -huh. The first time I went out too fast and paid dearly for it. Yeah. And last year it was so hot. I just hated it. I have not had good New York experiences. Mm -hmm. Tell me that you can have fun on that course. <laughs> Tell me that it can be good. You can have fun on this course, Thomas, and it can be good. Uh, yeah, I had a good experience my first my first year. It was kind of cold that year, which was good. <laughs> nice. That's key. Um, yeah. I think we were running it the same year. In 2012, I might have been on the course with you. Oh, I ran it in 2015. 2012 I don't is when I started exercising for reals. Uh, 
I don't, yeah. yeah, I can't remember what year I did it. It was cold, though. Yeah, it was not, it's better when it's cold. No, but you can have fun. I mean, I, I don't think that I was really paying attention to what my time was then. I was kind of just, like, soaking it all in. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. There was a point on the course where I saw my dad, and I was like, I don't know why I signed up for this. Why did I do this? And he was like, be quiet. Take this orange. Here. <laughs> and then I just ran, ran, kept running with my little orange uh, slice. But I think this is your year, Thomas. This is the year you're going to have fun. I, I hope so. I think like, so. It's been miserable. You seem to have a pretty tight relationship with your dad. We do. Yeah. We have a lot in common um, now, especially because we both exercise a lot. He's doing the Jones Beach half Ironman in uh, in, sept- in September. It's coming up, actually. Um, so that'll mm. be cool. Gonna is that that one's a is that a, is that a lifetime event or is that Ironman? No, it's Ironman. It's a it's like a brand new event that they just started. I guess this is going to be the first one this year. So that'll be kind of cool right okay. here on the island. Yeah. The fact that you haven't sold your tri bike makes me feel like maybe, maybe. you're holding it on. I, you know, I thought about like in the winter, I was kind of like, mm, maybe I'll do this Jones Beach race. And then I was like, ooh, I don't know. All that swim training again. Ooh. Well, why not throw the bike on a trainer and have it as like a. Uh, yeah. Like, I love my trainer bike. Yeah. Like, what are they? Swift? Are you a Zwift? Yeah, guy? I do yeah. Zwift. I do. Yeah. There's there's a uh, imaginary Thomas out there cycling around. <laughs> yeah, my dad's also. Um, uh, I could do that, but I have a Peloton, so. Uh, uh, see, yeah, Meg's on the Nordic. I I, bar- I barely use it, but um, my wife likes it a lot, and it's so expensive. I feel like I have to I have to get on it and use it for something. Yeah, so maybe maybe one so, day I'll pick it back up. After your first marathon in New York, I feel like that's when people are like, I'm a runner or I'm never doing this again. Obviously, yeah. you're still here. So oh, yeah. what was your thought process right after that? Did you immediately sign up for another one? Um, I didn't do my next one until 2018, Philly. Okay. Um, but that being said, I definitely tried to get into the lottery for New York every year <laughs> after 2015 and never got in. Um, but yeah, after that, I was like totally hooked. I felt like even more immersed in the culture. I felt not that I belonged more, but I felt like I had some like street cred, you know, I was like, Ooh, I did the New York city marathon. Like, you know, I have something to like talk to other runners about. Like, um, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, but I did a bunch of halves and local races here. That was kind of like my jam for a while. And all the while I'm like still researching shoe technology and looking at everybody's YouTube videos and trying to figure out like, how can I, do this also so kind of like the two of them kind of fueled each other in a sense yeah and uh, what who came up with run like heller that name you i did yeah i don't know i don't know how i came up with that i was just like run like hell er oh er. okay <laughs> so, corny, but it, it works people will kind of remember that so it's very memorable okay now you've run you've run several marathons you've done a tri- few triathlons What's more important to you at the end of a race, the shirt or the medal? Oh, oh, the shirt. Well, actually, well, that's a good question. Okay. I feel like some of the running shirts that I've gotten are really terrible. <laughs> I think the women's cut, yes. I hate, hate women's cut tech tees. 
I don't want that on my body. I hate it. If it's a V-neck, I hate it even more. Like, so. Okay, there's nothing worse than the V-neck with the, like, it, Cut like, in. no, and it, like, flares out around, oh, like, the hips. Oh. Well, that's because you're supposed to have full I, hips. I can't. That is the worst. That is an absolute <laughs> F no. I will no, I cannot put that on my body under any circumstance. So. <laughs> I guess the shirt is important to me in a sense that I want it to like fit and look good and having the metal is cool. Um, I don't have an answer, Thomas. I don't know. They're both equally important. I want the metal. I want the accolade, you know? Okay. Who's, who's had the, who's had the best shirt that you continue to wear? Oh, that's okay. Probably Nike's Chicago merch was pretty good. That's pretty good. I agree. I also would throw I would throw Boston in there. The Adidas no, shirt I love. I have yet to go to Boston. I, I mean, I haven't done Boston. I haven't even gone to Boston during All right. the marathon. You have week. to go during the marathon because yeah. it it is an experience. Like it's yeah. not just it's not just about the people running the race. It is phenomenal. Like the new is it Newberry Street? What's the street? Yep. Yeah, Newberry Street mm-hmm. is like. It's every brand. It's all the people. It's everybody. Yeah, so cool. The athletes. Everybody's there. It is our Disney World. Oh yeah, I just want to go spectate. I I mean, running it would be great, but I don't. I just want to go like be there. Why don't um, you come this this April? I don't know. Maybe I will. I gotta make sure I can get off work, which is always a fun adventure. <laughs> you tell <laughs> them stop like, making news for yeah, like one oh week. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, I think, no, but I think the, uh, New York, uh, not New York, Chicago Nike had the best shirt and also like the best merch that you could buy that I've experienced so far. I, I agree. I, I think one of the only uh, race shirts I still have is Chicago 2018 that I'm like, I still like yeah. it. It's cool. The yeah. only The only problem I had is like when you go through and I do feel like they had cool stuff and the jackets were nice and stuff. I just couldn't bring myself to buy them because we have so much running stuff. Uh, yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I always got to get like the jacket or some kind of like, you got, you know, the, the finisher's jacket. I feel like I got to get that like for New York. That's just like the thing that you do. Well, you will be getting that. Yeah. yeah. You don't even <laughs> sure. have to purchase that. So well, That's wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Is this the, so have you been, have you run New York since your first marathon? No, she no, said she didn't get I, in. No. Yeah, I couldn't get in. This is my I'm first sorry. time she has, since I ran it. She, she doesn't listen. No, she said she <laughs> tried to get in until 2018, and I didn't I know if she had run since then. I have the, knows. I have, I know, I have the memory of a goldfish, so I can totally relate. <laughs> I, I don't know, my processing is off, so I, it's totally fine. <laughs> Um, well, Ted Lasso yeah. would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, here's it, I, why I'm excited for New York this year is it can't be hot two years in a row like that. that it can't. Don't please, say that. Please don't uh, do that to us. And I think the crew is really great this year. I think yeah. we're going to have a good crew. I'm yeah. excited to see everybody this weekend. But like uh, and, and even I think last year was our first time working with New Balance to do this. And so right. we worked out some of the kinks from last year. So I think you're actually better off running it this year with us than you would have been last year. Wow, I'm excited. I really do love the crew, too. They were super cool for the half that we did. And then when we went to 
um, Boston, Jess is, I mean, hysterical. <laughs> so good. A ton of fun. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend also. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. Like, I've never raced a mile in my entire life, so I don't really yeah. know. How, what do you do? Just go as fast as you can and just... Yeah. I think you run really hard and you hope you don't, like, your legs don't go too fast and you fall over kind of thing. Like, oh. that's you, you worst just, case scenario. You just try not to... Not to <laughs> Not to cry is my goal. Cry, cry yeah, for just don't cry. You can. All right. What's your oh, Meg? It. I want to know what your mile goal is. This this. Uh, I don't know. I also have never raced a mile. My coach just wrote, "Run it as fast as you can." <laughs> so oh my God. Whatever that means. Wow. Are you gonna try to like? I'm break, gonna break five. Oh no! I don't even like. I would be shocked if I broke five thirty. Like, there's so many miles on my legs right now. I don't know yeah. if there's any Let's speed go. left. Yeah, I mean so. that is a crazy thing. So I I went with Megan for her run yesterday. I, I bike uh, paced her, mm-hmm. and she's going so fast. And I'm like <laughs> looking. I'm like, she doesn't have another gear. This is it. <laughs> this is the gear. Her red line. She could, This is the gear. Her mile may be like maybe five to ten seconds faster than her ten miles. I just only have pace. like one speed, and it's like I can yeah. run that a mile, or I can run it for twenty six. But that's it. That's what happens. All right. All right. So, I think she might surprise herself. Do you do you have a goal or are you just me? No, I'm terrified of this. I'm trying to copy somebody. I can't I can't run five thirty, <laughs> okay. so maybe I'll try to copy so you. I did a I did a uh, mile trial uh it's gotta be three or four years ago now, where mm-hmm. I ran a five thirty and I was really pumped about that. Okay, well, and I was like, Yeah, five thirty. And then now like I'll do like uh strides at the end of a run. Mm-hmm. And they'll be at like five thirty, and I'm going like all out. Yeah, like and like a- I, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I like I I, I can't hold that for a mile. Ugh. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get around people, and it, races are different. You get you know you lock in with people, and you're just like, I'm just gonna hang here and just try to do it. Yeah, but I'm I, in. I'm in the go- first wave. Oh, I don't even know what wave I'm in. How do I know that? It's. I, we'll find out when okay. we go. The slowest on, people go first. No, it's by age. So oldest people oh. go first. <laughs> it's, it's by yeah. age. That's so interesting. Yeah, I know. It's how old are you? I think we're in the same. We'll be in the same. Yeah, I'm 35. 33. Oh no, you'll be in a different wave because I think it's 35 to 39. Oh, okay. you're in the 30 to 34. Okay. Wow. You're going late then. I guess so. Well, yeah. it'll be like the Brooklyn half where I start like an hour after you guys are crossing the start line. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just waiting <laughs> there like, oh, all right. Um, no, but I, I'm going to try to do like in the sixes. I don't know. I don't want to like pull anything. That's what I'm worried about. You're like a baby. I'm a baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 33. Like you're young enough where you can just go and you'll be fine the yeah, next day. You can day. take a leg off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no big deal. I'm only three years younger than you, so you're kind of a baby too then, I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> what's your, what are what mileage are you at now? Like, what's your longest long run? And are you going to do a long run this weekend with the mile? Um, No, so I was supposed to run 40 miles last week, but I accidentally, like, screwed up my speed workout and cut it short ac- by accident. Um. So my mileage is around like 40 a week and I did my longest run so far was 19, which I did last week, but I'm doing like a lot of cutback oh. weeks coming up. Okay. Um, 
so this week I have 14. So I think I'm going to do that before I leave tomorrow. Um, nice. And then the group run on Friday, right? And then the, not Friday, Saturday. And then Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. The, yeah. So are you guys, I was wondering about that too. Like, are you guys going to do your long runs with your mile on Sunday? Or like, what's the vibe? What are you yeah. going to do? I mean, look, the mile is... No, is, you're going to do more miles. He's going to do more miles on, on Saturday. Saturday. And then... Okay. Uh, oh, I thought you just meant, are you going to do a long run? Yeah. Why don't you do it with uh, Robbie and I? Because we're going to do look- like the three after the shake, do the three in the shakeout and then run 10 miles, like go up to Central Park and then run down West Side Highway. Well, like what, what's your pace though, Thomas? <laughs> what's your... What I are mean, you, I don't think... Like I... It's a long run. I don't think we care. Like what? Like uh, anywhere from uh, you know, like eight thirty to nine something. All right, I'll think. I'll, I'll think about it. I'm definitely gonna do more more miles on Saturday, whether it's a long run or not. Is we'll see. But we can carry walkie talkies. Oh, I would love that. Have you ever done that before? It's, it's, you sound like your experience with carrying walkie-talkies while you while you run. I don't think you've ever done that. No, I do need a way to communicate with Megan though, because a lot of well, times all you use a cell phone. I literally that is something you could use. Yeah. But Megan goes out for like like she'll be doing ten miles, mm-hmm. and then I'll go out and do eight or six, and when I'm finishing mine, she's like I'll run into her because she's oh, finishing nice. hers. Yeah. Uh, and that, but it would be good if I could know ahead of time. You just want me to call and give you yeah. my location at all times? Well, I think I can do that with the phone. <laughs> yeah, you can. You could, you know, I haven't even heard, I haven't even thought of a walkie talkie in like the last decade. So you just brought back some. Like, we should stuff. bring them back do for you, sure. Do you remember Nextel? Remember they had those oh, phones yeah. that you could. First cell phone. That's the first one I had. I had a little Nextel oh, wow. that would just beep all day long, and my friends would be like, what are you doing? I'm at home. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god, like, those so are wild, dude! Yeah. I love my ra- I love my razor. I had a oh razor. yeah, those were also indestructible. You could yeah. like throw them at the wall and they would not break. I had a black one, a silver one. I had yeah. them all. Oh yeah, I was a big razor girl for sure. I used to take photos with that thing, and oh, I wish we still yeah. had those photos. See what they would they look like now in comparison to. No, probably so, not. We probably how did we those. even get them off the phone? <laughs> oh, I don't think you did. No, yeah, that's just where they lived. Oh, okay. and, and when your phone was gone, it, they were gone. There you go. <laughs> Somehow, though, all those photos on the razor probably look better than every local race photo that has ever been taken <laughs> of me ever before. So, somehow. So, you, you suffer from the bad race photos? Oh, my God. I suffer from them badly. They are so bad. I need a good, like, really nicely done race photo. I just have not had one. We talked about that on our other podcast, The Drop. Uh, not The Drop, The yeah, Feel oh, for the soul. soul. Where we're like, because, like, people, you know, all these people, they're like, do you want to run for performance or do you want to run for and weight loss and here. look good? Yeah. And they're like, if you're worried about looking good, hire a photographer, go out and do a photo shoot <laughs> it, it, while you're running, and then... You can just run because the race. The especially the local photographers. It's all race photographers, especially the local ones. All they get is the downstep. Yes, only downstep. Yes. What is up with that? Oh, I don't know. Is so bad. Like I am. Like it's somehow like the last. 
10 feet of the race and I am like hunched over like this. You get like, wrinkles you didn't know you had. It's terrible. Like you're 85 years old. Like yeah. that, you're like, that's what I'm going to look like when I'm older. Like just <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it turns out one of the, one of the people who, uh, who listens to the podcast went out and got a uh, <laughs> professional photo. You're here. kidding. That's how you She's know like, that was brilliant. I, I want some good running photos. So I hired my, like her niece or something to, to follow right. around and take pictures. You guys pictures. have Brandon. So you, you're, you have a good, right. like, yeah, you have a solid photo following you around. It'll happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Back on some shoe stuff real quick. Yes. What is your favorite daily trainer right now? Oh, it's got to be the SE Trainer V2. <laughs> yes, it is. No, but it actually... It actually no, obvi- yeah. Oh, really? You really oh, do love it? For real, yeah. Um, you know, I have them, like, run... I was thinking about this before because I always try to anticipate the shoe questions that I'm going to get, and there really hasn't been, like, a shoe this year that has super wowed me, I don't think. Uh, but I've had a lot of good experiences, but I haven't had a lot of wow experiences, I think, with shoes. Um but so name think, a, yeah, go ahead. Name a wow shoe from you. So not this year, but what's a shoe that you've been like, well, um, this is different. Yeah, honestly, probably the SC Trainer V1 was a wow was a wow shoe for me. I thought that was a really cool, fun, exciting shoe. Felt unlike anything I had put on my feet prior to that. Um, and going all the way back, like the Clifton One was a wow shoe because I was basically running on a rock before I ran on that. Yeah that midsole so um, do you remember how big those looked when you first got yeah, those and now like i have a pair of ogs in the closet and like it doesn't even look that weird right no i remember oh. opening that box when i got them i was like these are huge i'm yeah. gonna look like frankenstein walking around on these exactly exactly um but yeah i think the sc trainer v1 is probably like a shoe that i can remember most recently that wowed me and i think like the SC Trainer V2 is really good also in the sense that like it has some of the characteristics of the V1, but it is slightly watered watered down to maybe be a little bit more accessible for more frequent usage, I would say. Yeah. I, it's more versatile is how yeah, I'd say exactly. That. It's more versatile. I think more people probably would get along with it. Um, it's a little bit lighter. So yeah, I think that's my daily trainer. I've been running in that. I've been running in like the Mach X uh, here and there, which is a good shoe. I'm not, wow. What about, what about, it's not this year, it came out late last year, but the Super Blast? Yes, the Super Blast. I did really like the Super Blast. Um, I think I was wowed with that at first. See, that's the one thing though that I struggle with is like, I will do like a first impressions video on something and I'm like so into it. I'm like, wow, this is a great shoe. And then, you know, as a, goes on i'm like all right it's a good shoe (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i get a little like excited too quickly um but it is a great shoe Uh, what's crazy about that is our first impression of it was not so good oh yeah we were expecting i think we were expecting something different from something softer and bouncier and like it felt like it took like a break-in period yeah and that's when we fell in love with it yeah yeah i mean it was Still something different, I felt like, from New Balance, because, I mean, New Balance, Asics. Um, But one thing that, like, is always a hot take that I feel like I have is I really don't like the Nova Blast. Um, So Get out of here. (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) But I actually do really like the Super Blast, so. Okay. Yeah. 
Maybe that makes What's some- your favorite brand? Um, like if you had to only wear shoes from one brand, oof. who would it be? Like if you were going to get sponsored, like say tomorrow, they're like, you yeah, are our Olympian. <laughs> wow. Um, prob- I don't want to say this just because of New Balance, but I actually do think New Balance would probably be the shoe brand I would pick because I like the SE Trainer a lot. I like the more V4 a lot. I like the SC Elite, but I have some problems with it with my feet. Um, so I think I could make that work. I, kn- I know what you're going to love. She's going to love the 1080 V13. Yeah. I. It is so up your she alley. She has it. I have it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it, that's up your alley, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't know if we could like talk about it, but yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be past 9.13, oh, okay. so okay. we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that, too. I, I try to run I it, knew as it as possible. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, you like so it? you've run in that. I love it. Yeah, you've run in that and the A6 Nimbus 25. Yes. I think they're very similar. They are. Which would edge out which for you? Um, I would definitely pick the 1080 V13. Whoa, what is it? What's the difference? Um, I think, like, I really like the Nimbus because, yeah, the Nimbus because um, it's really soft, but I also think that it feels kind of, like, bulky, and I have really big feet to, like, to start off with, and I feel like it just... What size feet are you? A ten and a half. (laughs) You don't have to... I'm also a ten and a half. (laughs) Yeah, but you're a dude. (laughs) That's a little different, and I'm only, like, (laughs) 5'4". Um, but wait, it's a it's a women's ten and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. I what is that in men's size? That's like a nine. Yeah, like a nine. I don't think that's crazy. All right. Well, it it feels cumbersome on my foot. I feel like the ten eighty V thirteen it gives you all that cushion that the Nimbus gives you, but in like a little more of a nimble package. It's still a big squishy shoe, but it feels a little maybe like more compact. I guess. What would you say the difference is between the midsole foam? Because I feel mm. one of them gives you a little more bounce. Uh, I it, I personally think maybe like the 1080 gives a little more bounce. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I think the Nimbus is great when you want to just take it super easy. You don't care what your pace is. Maybe your legs are really banged up. And I think that's my only use case for it. But with the 1080, I think that um, it has a little bit of balance. If you want to pick it up, just like a little bit. Did you, you know. did you run the, you obviously ran the 1080 uh, V12. Uh, mm-hmm. That thing was trash, right? <laughs> um, I actually think I liked it, but I wasn't like amazed. I don't know if I did put it, it in like a category. Huh? The it fit uh, when I, I'm kidding around about it being trash, oh. but because the phones are pretty similar, but the the upper wasn't right, and so it made the shoe for yeah. me feel big, even though it's on the yeah. same last as it was the previous year and probably this year. Yeah, but, I have a lot of trouble with the uppers, especially like when they get into like the knit territory. I don't like that like, hypo knit kind of thing, so that does become an issue. I'm, for I'm me. with you. Yeah, it has to be a perfect knit. Um, yes. Okay, I have a couple YouTube questions for you because you mentioned you said when he asked about um, brands, you said New Balance, but I'm and I'm not just saying that. Like you, you prefaced it. Yeah. Do you get comments on YouTube mm-hmm. suggesting that you are biased because you are working with a brand? Number one and number two, do you read all your comments and take them to heart, or do oh. you not look at them? 
<laughs> that is a good question. I like that. Um, okay, so in terms of working with a brand, yes, I have gotten a couple like that, especially recently, because I have been wearing the SD Trainer V2 a lot and comparing it to a lot of shoes because I've just been running in it a lot. And it usually always, if I do like a which shoe should you buy video and that shoe's in it, the SD Trainer is usually going to get the win. And I think people think that I'm doing that because, you know, I'm working with New Balance for, and you guys for that. Um, but I don't care. It's not true. That drives so me nuts because I'm like, try the shoe. Like, I get it. If you try the shoe and you think the shoe is trash, then yeah. you can you could be like, you know what? I think maybe you're, you know, padding this shoe a little bit. Right. But if you try the shoe and it is like... We were talking about how it's hard to really make a horrible shoe these days. Like if you've got yeah. a decent foam and a decent fitting upper, you're going to have a pleasurable experience. I agree you've with You've got to go out of your way to do something <laughs> bad. So we're like, we get, you know, because we do stuff with different brands. People will think, mm -hmm. I'm like, try their shoes. Like if you don't exactly. think, you know, and we'll yeah. tell them. And we, we're, and I, I believe you'd be the same way. If it was a crap shoe, you'd say something. Oh, totally. And I would say what doesn't work for me. Um, but I get a lot of comments like, oh, you're just riding the hype train. Like, you're just, you know. <laughs> yes, hype train to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hype train to New York. I'm just like, uh-huh, whatever. I, I usually just ignore those comments. And I do read all my comments, but I probably get a, I have a good amount, but I probably get a lot less than you guys do. But uh, do I take them to heart? I think I did in the beginning. But I get a lot of comments that are like, "Ugh, please stop doing the good morning YouTube. It's so cringe. Like I fast forward every time. And, you know, I, that, mm. that whole thing, that's a very, very controversial. People either, either love that or they hate it. Um, I get that a lot. Or like your foot is caving inward. Like, yeah, dude, I know I overpronate. I say it in every video. Like. That's another thing I get a lot. Um, is it all dudes making these comments? Of course, oh, it's ninety percent. Oh yeah, Ugh. it's the it's the keyboard warriors for sure that and are mostly men. I gotta say, women mostly aren't assholes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely mean, not at least on YouTube. Not publicly, yeah. they might be behind your back, be like <laughs> shredding yeah. you. The women yeah. are always like, "Wow, yeah. like thank you for this informative video. Yeah. Like I appreciate it." Um, yeah, but there are definitely dudes who are not. Do you get creepers? Yes, I do get creepers mm. yeah. on Instagram, though. Oh. Mostly on Instagram? Yeah. Like if uh. I, post, God forbid, I post a photo in a sports bra because it's 95 degrees outside and I just got done with the run, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I get that a lot. Yeah, I get uncomfortable because like Megan and I will do a video together mm -hmm. and it'll get a comment that I'll just be like, oh, dude. Yeah, they're like there. There's rarely any though about me, and one happens, and this guy loses his mind. <laughs> That's funny. I don't like it. Um, I probably shouldn't say that. Now everybody's gonna do it. I I said um, <coughs> milliliters instead of instead of millimeters <coughs> the other day, describing and people lost their minds. Shredders. But it's like obviously you didn't mean to say that. I've done that too. Or like I'll be like what. Uh, it'll be like a 37 millimeter drop and maybe I put like 36 accidentally. Uh -huh. Like, because you make that mistake, you're completely discredited. You're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. How do you not know you're doing the reviews, <laughs> man? Exactly. Or like maybe I'll say PVAX is like this kind of foam and maybe it's not exactly that kind of foam. And then I get like a paragraph like, actually, it's this. And if you're going to misinform people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm yes. like, you start a channel. 
Right. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. Nobody wants to listen to you because you're boring talking about your dumbass pee bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. No, I try not yeah. to. I try not to care, though, because the majority of the comments are really like supportive and conversational and engaging. And I like to I like to talk to people when they are, you know, saying something nice or asking me a question, that kind of thing. I try to engage as much as I can. So how do you balance that with because you have a full time job? Yes. How are you doing that balance? Yeah. So I um, just to give I guess the people who are listening some background, I work at CBS News as a producer there. Uh, So I work nights. I work 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. typically. Um, and yeah, it does get to be a lot, honestly, because news is pretty unpredictable. You never know what you're going to get on a given day. I could go in today and all hell could break loose. I just never know, or nothing could happen, but it does make it difficult to kind of produce content because I'd love to do more than I do. It just becomes difficult because I also have this kind of demanding job, um, So what I try to do is tell myself, like, on most weeks, get one video out there on YouTube and maybe do, like, one or two reels. And that's kind of the goal right now. And, you know, if I don't know if I could ever take it full time, I'd love to. But I think I would need more time in order to make it full time, if that makes sense. Yeah. The chicken or the egg. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really something I struggle with. It's kind of like this it is kind of like a balancing act so yeah i'm still trying to get the hang of it even i started in 2019 still today and i feel like it's so much more now it's not just youtube you have to do reels you have to do all this other stuff to kind of keep staying relevant and that's a whole other beast in itself yeah it's a i it's a lot and also those hours are like you're not working like you're a traditional like nine to five so like when are you sleeping (laughs) i sleep well if i'm working from home i'll be in bed by like 11 45. i'm not that's late yeah but she's working till 11. yeah yeah Yeah, i'm working till 11 p.m so and if i don't get like last night i worked in the city so i didn't get to bed till like 1 a.m i didn't run today but i woke up at like eight you know i try to do that I guess it's I'm so used to it because I have had such weird hours like I worked the overnights for a year and a half I work nights sometimes I work like the other day I worked at 7 a.m so I woke up at like 5 30 like kind of like probably what you do Meg I woke up at 5 30 I yeah. rolled out of bed and I got a five mile run in before 7 a.m which felt Wait, why is it only what Meg does? What about me? I'm still here. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you run as early as as Meg does because I know Meg wakes up early and goes to bed early, right? You did tell me that. Yeah, we chatted about this. Uh, We we bonded in Boston about our schedules and running. So, all right, you're forgiven. Well, what time do you? Well, now we need to know your schedule. What time? We we are on the same schedule. Okay. Okay. Fair. The house shuts down at around. (laughs) Around eight o'clock, there is a, a look that happens, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, what's it's, the look? What's the look? Okay, it's usually like now for people listening, you're oh, not gonna yeah. be able to see this, but it's like, yeah, yeah. And, then and then the then other person does the, the little head nod. <laughs> May goes, you want to go up? I'm like, yeah, let's call it. Let's call and then it. Then lights get shut down, TVs go off. I have like yeah. four hours of my or three hours of my yeah. Shift. That time, yeah. Well, you have to understand, I've got a, a regimen. I have to brush right. my teeth, wash my face. Oh, yeah. I hear that. You know, 
All, I put on my pajamas, the whole, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure. Do some yeah. meditation, some. Yeah, exactly, a face mask, you know, yeah. we get, and then, yeah, then we watch uh, Always Sunny for about <laughs> an hour and then go, go to bed. <laughs> No, me and my, my wife is asleep by the time I get home. I get home, it is pitch black in here. It is like 50 degrees. <laughs> the dog is like, mom? <laughs> so I'm kind of on my own when it comes to like letting myself in the house and all that stuff. But I mean, she works normal hours. So it's, I don't expect her to stay awake till 1230 at night. Yeah. Is there ever times where you're like, you know what? I feel like having company. When I get home, you're waking up. Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> She's like, like, I know better. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't think she'd be interested. She'd be like, that's nice. I'm going to stay asleep. That's, I wouldn't even try with Megan because if, if once she's gone to sleep, if I tried to wake up, she'd be like angry. Yeah. yeah. You would oh, yeah. not get the best version of me if no. you woke me. So you'd no, rather just Because I've listened to you guys talk on your podcast a little bit about like, I forget. It was a recent episode where, oh, it was Falmouth. And you guys had like a terrible sleep experience and you had like... Mm -hmm two sound machines going and uh -huh. like the whole thing. And I was like, that sounds like a complete nightmare. But the sound machines do work. Those are effective. Well, I'll just give you a little insight into our domain. So yeah. when we're at home, we have a sound machine going. Okay. We have each side of our bed has a Uller machine, which is the refrigeration cooling like oh, wow. okay. thing for your bed. Yeah. So you can set it for the temperature that you like. Wow. And then... Those make noise. So ridiculous. Those make white noise too. So you've oh got God. a sound machine making white noise, those two machines making white noise, cooling your bed. It's a very nice experience. Oh, and our room like is a five star black. hotel. Do you guys sleep in a five star? Like, is this the four seasons or what? <laughs> no, it's bad because then when we go to a hotel, we're like, this sucks. Yeah. I know. It's right. like it's our cooling bed. When I go to it's a hotel, so hot. like, oh, this is so fancy. Like, look at me. You guys are like, yeah. oh, this garbage i need my special refrigeration bed machine we, we need our a little quartet to put us to sleep we have usually yeah. have live musicians exactly. they leave once we're snoring oh that's so creepy um okay we're we're getting close to 60 minutes here so before we go i want to still ask you a few more shoot questions we can make these like rapid fire if you want um what's your race day shoot right now for the marathon Race day shoe for the marathon would either be Endorphin Pro 3 or SC Elite. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about a uh, tempo shoe? Ooh, tempo shoe right now, probably Mach X. Um, and maybe throw in the SC Trainer in there. Hyperspeed maybe for like shorter stuff. Sketchers hyperspeed? Uh, wait, am I thinking the wrong? No, Magic Speed. And magic my, speed yeah the most region recent magic speed that's the one yeah. magic speed three i really like that shoe that's yeah, why i raced falmouth. falmouth in it yeah i do not love it for long distance but i do like it for shorter stuff i would agree with you mm -hmm. um okay recovery day shoe oh more v4 and nimbus 25 and 1080 13 I think you and I have very similar taste in shoes, which we might have like, already we figured like, out. We like but shoes. We like soft yeah. shoes. She did not say Alpha yeah. Fly, though. No. That's true. I do not have, you don't want to see my angle in an Alpha Fly. It's just very. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's right. You, uh, according to all the guys on YouTube, you overpronate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I do, I do overpronate, so <laughs> they're not wrong, but yeah. it's. Wait, did you, did you try the Adidas Prime? X2 strong, whatever I'm saying. I have it. I'm afraid. I hated the first one. It is not oh. for me. 
Okay. But I'm going to try it and hopefully not break my ankle. So, yeah. Okay. That's I'm, it. I'm, one, right? This is the, the, the first strung one. Yeah. I couldn't wear the one with the, the original upper. Mm-hmm. The, I think I have that here too someplace. But um, the original upper one, I couldn't get a good fit over the midsole, so it became yeah. really unstable, and yeah. I can't imagine if I pronated. This, the next one is the one that you have that you haven't tried yet. Yeah. It is more stable. It's just so freaking heavy. Yeah, I heard you guys not really into it. Well, it's kind of in the middle about it. Yeah, not, yeah. not, not my favorite. Yeah. Um, okay, you already told us your most shocking in a good way shoe was the SC1 and nothing this year. Mm. Nothing. My most shocking in a good way? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that. Yeah, and actually uh, also Max Road 6 from Skechers. I didn't really want to run in that shoe. I didn't like the way it felt when I was like walking around and I just started running in it like two weeks ago and I actually like it, so. It's not, it, it, it's a moped. Yeah. It's, it's fun to drive, but it doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. You don't, you, don't, you don't look cool. You can't get a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't get any girls wearing the Max Row. Uh, uh, yeah, you're not You're not going out <laughs> in that one. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, this is a good question. That I'm going to interrupt here. Okay. All right. So have you ever looked at an attractive person but then looked at the shoes they're wearing and been turned off because <laughs> you're like, ew. <laughs> yes, but not not for running. It's more like lifestyle shoes are a big uh-huh. are a big thing for me. Like if you don't have like cute lifestyle shoes on, like if you don't really know, like that's a big deal for me personally. <laughs> You're like, we're not gonna vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like a sometimes it can be an ick. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like Crocs or are you into Crocs? No, I'm into Crocs. I, okay, I can mess so, with yeah. Crocs. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. are you turned off by my Crocs? Those, uh, they're not cute. Like, they're just <laughs> not cute. You have to wear them a certain way. You have to wear them a certain way. All okay. right. You might have to style me when when we get, get up in New York. I can try that. We can work on it this weekend, Thomas. All right. Get <laughs> um, me crocked out. <laughs> okay. Most disappointing shoe this year. Oh, damn. That is- if you will tell us. That is a good question. The most disappointing shoe, probably, probably the Primex Strong. Like I was, ex- I was hoping that was going to be like the it shoe, and it was yeah. so big and cushy. And I heard so many good reviews about it, and it just did not work for me. And honestly, it like hurt my leg. It like gave me a lot of pain. So that's probably my least, my that's biggest fair. disappointment. Yeah. All right. What are you most excited for this year? Running the New York City Marathon. Uh, that's really what I'm most excited about. I've, I'm excited to go back and like really do it. I've spectated it for my wife. I spectated it for my best friend the last two years, and I didn't get in because I didn't get in the lottery. So I am pumped to do it this year. Is, is your wife coming? Is she cheering? Yeah, yeah. She's going to come nice. spectate, and I think my friend's going to come spectate, maybe my dad. Uh, we're is so she cool. going to have one of those giant heads, like, you know, your picture on a giant oh, stick? Oh, yes, please. Oh, no. You know, it's funny, though, that you mentioned that because when my friend did it last year, we got her husband's face on one and her dog's face on one. Nice. And we were just like, holding it up in Brooklyn, and she was like, what is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Um, but, yeah, no, that is actually what I am most excited about. Awesome. I am also very excited for that. I think the whole weekend's going to be fun. I'm excited oh, yeah. for this weekend because we only have to run a mile. That's also well, true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the beauty of this weekend is it's just a mile. Uh-huh. No big deal. And then we get a party. Yeah. 
What's better? Are you drinking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, you guys were out of my league on on how much I have a lower tolerance, but I can hang I can hang for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. All right, Emily, thank you so much for chatting with us today, and can't wait to see you tomorrow. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be chatting soon. All right. All right. What is your closing line on YouTube videos? Like, what is you, what do you oh. say to end it? Get out there, get on the grind, and don't forget to run like Heller. Nice. nice. And that's the end of the podcast. Cut. <laughs>